My name is Brandon. I'm the sidekick host on the Tennis Podcast, and you're listening to the Just Conversation Podcast. Warning. This program contains strong themes meant for a mature audience. Discretion is advised. Going live in five, four. What does live mean? Uh. Huh? Welcome to the Just Conversation Podcast, the show where we ground humanity's most absurd and baffling ideas in childish ways. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm your host, Christina. And if you haven't yet, remember to hit that subscribe button to get notified the second new episodes are released. Also, this show is most enjoyable with a listening partner to share opinions and ideas on topics we discuss. Yes, so be sure to pull somebody nice and close and get ready to enjoy some con ver and then the little pop in the background and then people cheering yeah anyways today we have a guest for you guys actually i love these episodes yes some of my favorite are when we get to have conversations with random other people and uh, uh the guest for this podcast is from the tennis podcast one of the most interesting and uh, unique podcasts I've come across. I've actually been listening to them for a while, from kind of when they popped out of nowhere. We've. I really like that show. It's really like a game showy type of podcast that you could play along with them. Yeah, you could just be of part thing. of it. It's random topics of just. It's tennis podcast because it's a list of ten things or something. They don't really stick to ten things. They don't though. stick to ten. That's it's why it's ten. A list of things. It's and sometimes just... ten. It's ten ish. Yeah, but it's it's really unique, and it's that's probably one of the. I, we say this is good to listen to with somebody. That's good to listen to with somebody. Yes, because you that's start a fun one. the bigger the group, the better, because you start making. You could be betting on things. Yeah, you start making <laughs> guesses on because that's the point of that show. You're guessing what's on the list that they yep. bring in, and so especially you, that number one spot. Yeah, <laughs> so you're just basically arguing back and forth trying to figure it out. So if if ever there was a show for you to one listen to and two share with as many people as you know and try to listen to this in a group, it's definitely the tennis pod. And yes. we're talking that Brandon and Nick, the hosts, are particularly amazing. They, there's a chemistry between them that's sort of a deadpan comedy thing going on. It's fantastic. I love it. And he calls himself the sidekick? Yes, Brandon, sidekick the host, host. the Brandon, the, the guest that we have today, considers himself the sidekick host on the show. That's an ongoing gag they have. He's the sidekick host and the Nick is the host host. Am I the sidekick host? No, you're the sidekick. You're the sidekick host. I'm the sidekick. I'm I'm here for emotional support only. Yes, yes. But actually, <laughs> sidekick coast is what they have on some of their t-shirts on their store. What sidekick uh, host with a hot dog? With a hot. What is the hot dog? Oh, we missed that. I think a hot dog. Oh my gosh, we need tacos. That's gonna be our shirt. What's Both a tacos? Ho- a hot dog is a taco. We're not gonna have a taco. I mean, we're not gonna have a hot dog. This, what's the difference? The shape. So you're telling me if you were to compress the taco meat to be 
to be perfectly smooth and a singular chunk. Like it was already ground and sure. everything. You put it in a machine, yes. you squeeze it. Uh-huh. It's no longer a taco when the meat is solid. Now it's a hot dog. No, because the thing holding the taco meat is still a taco shell. It it needs a shell to be a taco. You can have a soft outside and it's just bread. You're just choosing to no, call one. one. Either it's a shell or it's a wrap. It's never a bread. Like the, it's what? It, what's the difference? They're made out of the same thing. The texture. There so you go. when you have a soft one. Mm-hmm. It's nothing like regular bread. Okay, let's think about this. Flatbread soft taco. Let's go. Explain to me the flat difference. Bread? I just ruined it all for you. And soft taco. Flatbread soft taco. There's no flatbread soft taco. No, there's a soft taco. Yes. That that wrap? Yes. The compared wrap. to a flatbread. It doesn't taste the same. How do you know? You I... can have <laughs> A flatbread that's the same flavor no, as a soft... No, you put the things in that bread, and then it becomes a sandwich, not What's a What's the difference between the, the soft shell being... It becomes a wrap. It's a wrap, not a sandwich. Because it ends up, like, covering the whole thing's thing. Yep. What? Why do you think it's the same thing? It's the same thing. It is bread thing. with meat inside. Hell, and it's here's the thing: the bread. You're the one who showed me the thing that breaks down how they all work, and a taco is. That list was really complicated. Yes, but a taco and a hot dog are the same. No. On that list, a taco because a taco and a hot dog both have only one side that's covered in bread it's two it's two sides it's two it's three sides sort of is the bottom the left and the right got you and And a hot dog serves the same purpose (laughs) yes (laughs) i guess both of them fit in similar yes okay if the breads weren't touching it's suddenly a sandwich if it's a single bread it's a pizza yes (laughs) but because the bread is one bread and it's connected and it reaches three of the six possible that sides. That doesn't make sense because then if you just have one bread and you put stuff on that one bread, it, then it equals a pizza. Yes. <laughs> a pizza is bread with stuff on it. No, that bread is just a bread. It's a sandwich without a top. No, because the sandwich is the act of putting two individual slices with stuff in okay, the Okay, when you fold up that bread though, then that becomes a taco? Yes. Okay. Or a hot dog. It's the same thing. Or a hot dog, whatever. Uh, no. In any case, in any case, we have to make the distinction that all hot dogs are tacos, but not all tacos are hot dogs. Because what makes a hot dog the hot dog is the meat. But... When the meat's not... The, it's, it's the fact that the hot dog is what's called the meat. The, the, like, that meat is the hot dog. The sausage. The sausage. But... A hot dog is a taco. It's a type of taco. But not all tacos are hot dogs. But you can never turn a taco into a hot dog. No one has ever turned a hot taco into a hot dog. You can put beef or pork or chicken or shrimp or any other kind of fish yes. in a taco. But they're all broken up and stuff. It's you not... could put them whole if you felt like it. Who has done that? You're telling me nobody in the history of ever has 
put solid meat inside of a... As far as I know, no. Look, <laughs> point being that Brandon from the Tennish podcast is the guest today, and he agrees with me. We don't know that. Look, we got a, a psychic connection link. Mm-hmm. And he agrees fully that a hot dog is a taco. Oh, I'm not the sidekick host. I want to be the psychic host. Why do you want to be the psychic host? I don't know. It just sounds cool. I don't, I'm not a psychic, but... Oh, my God. Maybe I could become one. Right. He's the sidekick host, but I'm the psychic host. <laughs> oh, because you're, you're... Yes. Okay, there you go. Because you got the psychic powers. You know yes, what he's feeling. I know what's in you his know. mind. <laughs> I'm the psychic host. Ah. Uh. Anyways, all of this is somehow relevant to the conversation we're about to have. This is a very short conversation. They, uh, Brandon actually had to run out and had some things to accomplish, but... The time I did have him was fascinating. So I hope you guys enjoy this conversation and we will see you on the other side. No, we're not really going to see you. We're going to hear you. We're actually not going to hear you either. You're going to hear us and you're going to deal with it. Yeah. Anyways, enjoy this conversation. Hi. Hi. Uh, Better lately. Still quarantining, but uh, uh, things are looking up better it was worse at some point yeah i would say that most of 2020 up until uh maybe november 6th or so uh was was less than optimistic but a little i think a little optimism came through within the last uh within the last week few weeks what was the change what happened different i started doing pilates uh no it's not pilates uh we elected a a new president and uh, I, that's uh, that seems like a good thing. What you don't think Trump is the most important man in the world? I've been told he is. I've been told I I live in um, Oklahoma. Oh wow! In which every county is red. Uh, so I hear a lot about how great he is. But um, I also have access to the internet, which I guess maybe a lot of other people around here. Maybe they struggle with that because uh, I have access to all this information that I read and all that tells me maybe he's not so good. Well, here's let me make a real big distinction. I said important, not great. Repe- sorry, repeat again. You, important. What was the diff- What was the context of important and great? I said, don't you believe he is the most important man in the world? And you then established he was great. I'm just differentiating oh, that great. I definitely yeah, uh, mean most important. Uh, there, yeah, he is extremely important. I will say there is a lot. He does still wield a lot of uh, uh, power and influence. Yeah, maybe he is the most important one. You know, he always wanted to be uh, Time Magazine's person of the year. Oh, yeah, that's just a, a fantasy in his eyes. He's kind of obsessed with that. Um, He's obsessed with himself. Yeah. So, yeah, uh he may be one of the most important. Okay, people. okay, let me oh, rephrase this. To maybe be one of the Let me rephrase this. Because definitely important. Definitely like we can all agree he's at least to some dangerous degree the most important man in the world. Now my question rephrased would sound like do you think perhaps he's the most important person in the world for the good of the world even if he himself is not a good person? Maybe for um, accelerating the rate at which uh, 
some flaws in our system are exposed and uh, addressed and corrected. Oh, uh, yes. Maybe. You know exactly what I'm talking about then. Yeah, you might have... Um, yeah, you might have sped up uh, the rate at which we see the decline of of the democratic process or the decline of... Here's, um, here's what I'll argue. Or... There was never... Uh, a functional system it was always an illusion and all this man does because he's not controlled by either side is reveal all of it because he's a fucking loose cannon and he does yeah. whatever he wants which is why the system hates him the system it's hates like, him because he exposes all the holes he's like a cop in an 80s movie he plays by his own rules yes there you go that's exactly what it is and he might not be the best cop and he might be like the dirtiest cop we've ever seen but because he's he's only dirty because he does it his way. Although objectively, he's still like a con man criminal who endangers the lives of millions. So does every other president, right? He's just louder about it. That's true. Um, drone strikes are... Uh, uh, An Obama uh, thing. Yeah, uh, uh, definitely expanded. Uh, there's a, there's a, a documentary that the name escapes me right now. Uh, it's made by Jeremy uh, Scahill, and uh, oh, it's called Dirty Wars. And he uh, he talks a lot in that documentary about um, the Obama administration's cooperation or uh, uh, pressure on foreign governments to hold what would you what would you call them combatants or even journalists in some cases. So it's uh, a documentary just kind of exposing suppression efforts. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's actually more common than we think. If we think that back in 1996, uh, Bill Clinton signs the bill that, in the first place, puts the children in cages and separates them from their families, right? How many people came after him? We had Bush. He was opposite party, and he also supported the same thing. Then we had Obama, opposite party, supported the same thing. Then we had Trump, opposite party of that, then supported the same thing. And it's like, they're, they're kind of all... I, Here's my problem with politics. The left and right is an illusion so that we fight f against the opposite side when in reality they're all doing the same thing. Yeah, the guy, um, the illustration of, uh, of two different puppets. And uh, it's the same guy underneath with his hand up both puppets. Yes, 100%. He's controlling whoever that might be, whatever organization, or ultimately is money. Money is kind of guiding all of it. This, this is not like an individual somewhere where it's like, yes, my evil plans are unfolding. So we can't we can't use that as an ex as an excuse to go uh, 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 pull Jeff Bezos out of his house. Jeff Bezos. Well, here's here's a problem with Jeff Bezos. That's a monster on his own, in his own right. But he provides high quality, good technology that is used by the world, but. It also harms any competitor. So we have to consider whether we want to sacrifice the quality for fairness. And most people are like, let them, like, we don't like, but nobody likes Bezos. Like, nobody complains about Bill Gates. He earned it. We, we saw, we can trace that step. He didn't crush anybody on his way where he got to. So we're not like, fuck Bill Gates. But everybody's like, fuck Bezos because he stepped on everybody on his way there. But also, Who's going out of their way to pull Bezos out of office? Out of office. I mean, I guess out of his office. <laughs> Shit. Ultimately, he controls the government with his money, doesn't he? Yeah, that's why I'm saying. I'm not saying we have to uh, do anything to him. But if we, like, rolled a gu guillotine up in front of his house, he would probably 
he would probably take away a message from that. A hundred percent. Look, uh, I actually on this show, we were talking about how during the George Floyd uh, protests and stuff, we were talking about mm-hmm. the easiest way to get change to happen is to make the rich people's money, like put that in danger. And you will yeah. immediately see change. And what happened? A bunch of people jumped on like, like nobody wanted to make a stance, right? All the rich people are like, no, I'm not going to take sides. So everybody keeps using our product. But then a bunch of people were like, you haven't said shit. They jumped on his platform uh, on Amazon commenting on things. And they jumped on Facebook and on that thing, Yelp or whatever the fuck where you grade shit. And they were like, we don't like that you haven't taken a side, I'm going to stop using your product. The next day, this man took a stand publicly. And he's like, we stand with Black Lives Matter and whatever. And it's like, yeah. just just threaten their money. They're controlled mm-hmm. by the money, even if they control politics. So if you, the people, choose how you're going to affect their money, they're kind of your bitch. Everybody's everybody's bitch, ultimately, isn't it? Like, we're a bitch to the government. The government's a bitch to the money. The money's controlled by the billionaires, and the billionaires are slaves to us who control the money. Well, they have, yeah, the companies that sent out those emails back in late May or early June expressing their appreciation for communities of people of color, expressing their values or their alignment people still have to hold them accountable beyond that email and that press release that they sent out you know from the ceo of their organization if they don't take steps within their organizations to address equity and social justice then yeah we still need to roll up those guillotines nah man you're asking a lot of very little people you're asking, and I don't mean very little people as in there's few of them. I mean little people as in there's small, insignificant people. People are, they have ADD. You give them a candy bar and they're satisfied. So these people go ahead and they make their public statements. Oh, I guess they're with us now. Think of the whole statues thing, right? So we have them putting cops. Cops are scared. Cops are quitting left and right. They're like, oh shit, I'm one of the crooked ones. I need to get out of here before they come after me. And it's a whole police state department quit. I don't know if you heard about that. They just all dropped out. We're like, we're not fucking doing any SWAT shit. Fuck this. And they were making moves. It was all happening. But then they were like, let's start taking down statues, the symbolism. We're going to take down the sim. But then what happened? Everybody's attention turned to the statues. In the time that everybody's attention turned to the statues, the same four guys that killed George Floyd all got bailed out. And they were all just, they're still walking around now, all of them. And that's, you you gave them a candy bar and they're like, yeah, I'm satisfied. They gave me something. And it's like, you way lost the point here. The point is out the window because we aimed over there. And you're like, oh yeah, that's pretty too. It's kind of like a Fallout game. You start the game, you're chasing your son, you heard that he's still alive somewhere, and then you see an abandoned house, and you're like, oh shit, I wonder what's there. And it's like, your goal is to save your son, stay focused, and you're like, but I gotta hoard all the spoons. (laughs) Uh, Well, you know, uh, I've played Fallout 4, I've played um, Skyrim, and I guess now I realize I've been playing them very wrong, because I do go collect a bunch of spoons and bottle caps. (laughs) That's a big problem, man, is that ADD is programmed into the game. They're essentially showing what society functions like. We'll sooner go into that abandoned house and hoard the spoons. There was a goal. Your son is in danger. 
You know, Skyrim. There's the whole the but world is in danger. Coral pelts. <laughs> yeah, like so much to do, but also I want to hoard all the spoons because I'm gonna take them home. I might need them for something. That's basically hoarding simulator, isn't it? Oh uh, yeah, uh, Skyrim is a hoarding simulator. Um, Red Dead Redemption Two is just an old west themed serial killer game. Yeah, I love the that. Uh, I love all the deep mental illness that's hidden behind like the motivations uh, in video games, and they just let us uh, act out those uh, uh, gross little parts of our brains. A hundred percent. That's the whole mentality behind like Call of Duty, right? We don't want to go to war with the risk of us dying, but we want the capacity to kill somebody without the risk of us dying. So we explore it in many games. Yeah, you're just you're scratching an itch. Isn't that weird? That makes a lot of com- that's a lot of commentary on the true nature of humanity that we like serve this social contract, but really there's like that monster we're holding back the whole time. Yeah, the your your lizard brain and your monkey brain in the back, you get the your brain stem and that uh, lower cortex. Those are the parts that they just want to take off their pants and start fighting. You ever been in a fight? No, I've been threatened and kind of chased around a few times but no um you've been chased uh, around you didn't do the chasing around no i when i uh back in the uh uh back in my days where i was in more positions to be fought or enter a fight uh i was very under not very underweight i didn't look like a skeleton but i was underweight i was a skinny kid and uh i had a big mouth and i uh i either talked my way out of it or someone I usually had a friend around who was a little wiser and a little bigger who would you know, chill things out. You ever seen Fight Club? Yeah. Fight Club, the movie and then more so the book, I wouldn't say changed my life, but definitely definitely eye-opening to me there. I was at a very impressionable, impressionable age uh, for one of the messages of the book. I wouldn't understand some of the other message of the messages of the book until I was a little older and had... Um, been working for a while i consider that book to be probably it's it's my favorite book unquestionably and the Mm -hmm. accuracy of that movie to the book is fucking astounding i've never actually seen something else stay so true to the source material but uh i I guess we kind of come from the same era where that was probably really ridiculously influential but then the, the question comes how do you know who you are if you've never been in a fight uh that it is a good question and i I think the idea of who do you, you know, how do you, how do you know who you are if you've never X uh, can apply to a lot of things. And a fight is a definite, um, is a great application. It's a good test for that. I will say, I'll, I'll quickly tell you about an, an incident just a couple years ago, of, uh, an incident where someone uh, got uh, angry with me um, in the car at a school drop-off. And uh, later in the day, they uh, they continued this uh, the like with another confrontation uh, later in the day. And uh, someone got out of their car at school and confronted me while I was in my car and did want to fight. And I can tell you, at least in that situation, uh, if it reveals who I am, I had the presence of mind to realize like, well, if anything happens out here, this person is going to go to jail very quickly. You can't challenge someone to a fight on uh, an elementary school property and come away looking like a 
looking like a winner. And in the moment, I uh, realized, like, one, uh, that there wasn't anything he could say to, like, I mean, he could say whatever he wanted. It wasn't going to, like, emasculate me. It didn't change anything about who I was. He was throwing a tantrum and getting something out of his system. And I also realized that if I recorded him with my phone it was going to make him go ape shit which is funny you'd think that whipping out your phone to make people change their behavior if they knew they were being recorded but um something about the, his uh the way he was set off i knew i needed to just sit there and let him get it out and you didn't take the opportunity to be like look we can't do this in front of the school but let's go two blocks down where this is way less illegal and let's find out who we are <laughs> I know who I am. I'm I'm in my late 30s and uh, 15 or 20 pounds overweight and don't don't need to be squaring off with anybody. All right. Fair enough. Despite the fight. Do you really believe you know who you are, though? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I mean, I know who I am well enough to know that I know I need to avoid getting in fights. All right. If you think back, right, you think back, uh, we don't even have to say 10 years. Let's think back five years, right? Mm-hmm. You thought you knew who you were five years ago, but right now, thinking back to that version of you, what's the the thought that comes to mind? That's a great question. Yeah, I did think I, I did. I think I am aware of who I am and who I was at the time, but I'm more aware now of the things I, I guess, still didn't know. Like you can only know. I think I'm talking myself in a circle. You can only know what you know. There was a lot I still didn't understand. Uh, I, I. Uh, I don't know. I like to keep uh, learning. I'd say over the last five years, I've learned a lot more about um, others' perspectives, both on, on all sides of the what, what, political and social spectrum. Right. And you feel like you, in, in reference to knowing these different perspectives, you understand yours more, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, when you, yeah, anytime you, like cause sometimes I'll listen to uh, conservative talk radio. There's plenty of that. Um, around here in Oklahoma and uh you it's usually a contest to see how long I can listen before I have to turn it off but yeah it's it's uh good to listen to something that's um that feels wrong or feels opposite to you and take those arguments and kind of take them apart and think about you know whether they make sense whether they have any merit whether they're based on flawed logic or flawed information or whether they reflect something in your own bias that maybe you haven't seen before. But I will say you know, 99% of the time, I make it about 5 or 10 minutes before I just turn the radio off. So, based on you getting perspective, knowing yourself better over time, there's no definite knowing who you are because you're always going to know more than you did, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not... None of us are static. Um, uh, I mean, a great way to look at ourselves would be like four dimensionally. And I'm, a, I'm, a, well, hopefully we're all changing uh, or because you, oh, no, I think learn, that's inevitable. You learn and you have experiences, you change. Hopefully you're, le- you're, you're changing based on this. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think I do better than average of understanding myself at the current moment. Um, but like a blanket, you know who you are can't be factual. No, I don't like, no, I think you can know your, you can, I think you can really know your values. I think, uh, I even think... those could change or be adjust, but I think there are some core values that you have. Like, I mean, there's, yeah, there's some core values they have that I don't know that could change. 
or I w- yes, would there hope. you go. I believe we think we know what va- at least we think we know what values are for sure like our values, but we don't actually know which one of those could change randomly with a little tiny bit of information added that we're like, holy shit, I never thought of it that way. Yeah, like um, hmm, let's see, that was a good. What would be a good example? Just a something that shook the earth, totally changed my values. Parenting. Yeah, you you, uh, you definitely realize um, that your your own needs have now bumped down a notch, and like you have um, obviously you have like immediate needs. You have to keep breathing, keep your heart beating, keep like you know, uh, standing upright, things like that. And then sort of these secondary needs like eating, sleeping, drinking water, those like the ones that are not involuntary go right out the window. Um, yeah, I guess if you're doing it right. Um, See, that's, yeah, that's guess, complicated because then you're, you're suggesting that there is a right way to do it. Uh, there are definitely a lot of wrong ways I can point out. How, okay. Fair uh, enough. Fair enough. Let's play that. How, rather than pointing out what's the wrong way, how did you come to the conclusion that it was wrong? Uh, well, some just seem very common sense, like not to hit, not to um, not to uh, speak and act or discipline out of anger. If, I guess you, you think they would be common sense, but no, they're not. They're, so when um, my first son was born, he was seven weeks premature and he spent a little bit of time in the NICU just growing uh, bigger. So he, you have to be a certain size before they let you leave the hospital. And even then, it's not that big. You can be only four pounds and leave the hospital as a baby. But while we were in there, we did all this extra like parenting stuff that they sort of have you, while they have you there captive hanging out the NICU, they say, watch this video and do all these things. So one of the videos we watched was on not shaking a baby. And they gave you all the reasons why you shouldn't shake a baby. And there's a lot of them, most of them medically uh, related, because uh, it kills them, uh, scrambles their heads right up. Um, but, and then they gave you all the reasons why you might like feel like you want to shake the baby, because uh, they won't quit crying, and you haven't been sleeping, and you have no idea what they want, and you've tried everything, and maybe they don't want anything except to cry. Um, and she's going to make you go nuts. And some part of you, that uh, monkey lizard brain, knows like, well, if I shake this thing hella hard, it's going to stop because I don't know what else to do. That is not wrong. And then at the at the end of the video, it says, if you feel like you're going to shake a baby, call this 1-800 number. Just a fucking hotline to not shake your baby? Yeah. And I, we thought it was hilarious. Like... The idea that you would have this baby and you're like, I can't take this anymore. I haven't slept in two days. You won't stop crying. Where's that 1-800 number? But like, <laughs> like if you if the goal was to stop the baby, you shake the baby, the baby is going to stop. Like the intuitive response is right. Yeah. So if you have, if I have, if I had the patience to put down the baby and call the 1-800 number, I wouldn't need the 1-800 number. But uh, supposedly, you could call the Wayne at 100 number, and they would talk you down from the ledge. I would, to which I th- still think it would be funny if you talked to them for like 10 minutes or so, and then just said, uh, no, nah, I'm still going to do it, and then hung up. That would be amazing, and I would love to hear that call. So they were, it was really funny until a few months later, uh, I found myself like in the middle of the night saying, 
I'm gonna shake now this baby. I know, what, now <laughs> I know what that. I know what the video is for. My, my. I had a core value said there's no way I would ever shake this baby. But it crossed and your mind. A few months later, I realized there, there, with enough stress, with enough pressure, you can make you can make me move the uh, the goal line on my value to include shaking this baby. <laughs> I mean, look, intuitively, it makes sense. It will work. Repercussions later. You're not worried. You're just worried about the moment. Uh, you just want some quiet. You want to go, uh, yeah, you want to go back to eating a taco or going to sleep or something. And look, that taco is great, but not shaking this baby is making that taco miserable. And you really want to enjoy that taco, but that baby, that baby needs to be shook. But now let's think about this real quick. So obviously shaking a baby bad, but... Mm -hmm. Where did we dis why did we decide it was bad? What if the goal is to kill the baby? So we we right, we landed on it's intuitively bad and morally you and I will avoid shaking a baby. But yeah. where did we de like where does that come from? Why have we decided that that is bad in the like we know the consequences of it. We understand what it is. But now we're deciding for a fact it's wrong rather than part of our values talking about the different how do we define something as wrong that's the problem right because we're kind of blanketing decided that we, we blanket decided that that falls under the category of bad but go ahead and tell me what's bad to start with for us to categorize anything under it uh man this is uh this is some real like ancient greek philosophy how did we arrive at uh at, at, at moral certitude uh moral certainties um, if you ask enough, you'll realize there isn't any. You could do this with anything, I promise you. It's going to get real yeah. weird. You basically got told something by somebody, believed them, they were told by somebody, and believed them who were told by somebody, and you follow this all the way back to some random guy who's like, nah, I'm going to say this is bad. Okay. Well, let's follow that train of thought. I know that if I uh, shake a baby, and the baby doesn't do too well, its brains get all wibbly-wobbly. And at the very least, it's not right. And at the worst, it's dead. I know that doing at least two things. One, it is to, uh, robbing or depriving, depriving the baby of um, its life fully lived, which is a form of theft. Uh -huh. uh, and the same thing, I get uh, maybe a similar thing with the mother. It's causing her emotional harm and distress. And also depriving her of whatever future possibilities with this baby. You ha ha had it be just one more day with the baby or a full lifetime of love and memories, you've thefted that. You've, you've uh, robbed her of that. So if we can pin it back to like whether or not robbery and theft there you go. is morally wrong. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I was waiting to get to that. Because that's not even the only one. Because one, we can definitely not say why robbing is wrong. We've just like, I wouldn't like to be robbed. I guess that's why it's wrong. But it's like, okay. Animals know it's wrong. Dogs uh, understand. I've saw, seen these experiences where dogs understand when they've been um, uh, deprived or robbed of something. When they've been treated unfairly or unjustly. Isn't that interesting? But then the question is, are we applying human values to their actions and saying this is what's happening? Do we know for a fact what's happening in that dog's mind to say that that is for sure what's going on? And on a side note, as for that kid, right? So let's say the kid doesn't die. The kid is 
different. <laughs> very, very different. But the kid is alive, right? Are we to say that a person born with mental retardation can't live a full life? Their life is any less important because they aren't equal to somebody else? And if they are equal to somebody else, why making this person born with a normal IQ, shaking them and suddenly bringing their IQ down to like 12, now they're just the same as the mental retarded kid. So what if the kid born mentally retarded is to be treated equal and considered an equal life to somebody born with a 100.0 IQ? Then the person born with 100.0 IQ shook in down to 12.0 should still equate to somebody at 100.0 unless we're to say that that 100.0 is worth more. Well, no, I think, again, we're going back to the, uh, the, the, cri- the crime is the theft of opportunity. So uh, if, if we can, I think we can agree that the number of op- opportunities available to someone of average to above average uh, intelligence are somewhat greater than the opportunities afforded to someone of lower intelligence. You'd be depriving them of, of opportunities. Not all opportunities and not all requirements for a life fully lived, but uh, you're hampering their, um, you're putting a ceiling on their um opportunities and options you don't think you're just swapping out the kind of options like let's look at it like this what if a kid wants to be in the special olympics but your iq is too normal for that but those other kids can go to the special olympics and uh you're not allowed there so they get their own thing that you're excluded from but the only way to get you there is for me to shake you when you're a baby and now your your future dream of being in the special olympics could be established because i can shake you there early and like that's maybe lot, maybe you want a lot to ask of a baby <laughs> that's a lot of planning to ask it's, a lot, it's a lot of assumptions it's kind of like assuming your baby is a girl while they're a boy and you're like no they're going to be transgender i said so and it's like what that's uh yeah that's again that that's definitely put a ceiling on opportunities I think so. I think definitely, like, I'm just fucking around trying to put that into perspective. But uh, morally, objectively, standing back, you look at it and you're like, yeah, it totally is kind of fucked up. You're definitely hampering the person. You're removing possibilities for their lives. But if we take away the ethics, the morality, and just do a solid, objective look at it, it breaks down really quickly because we do have to see that there is a change, but there isn't a how to a, a removal without putting something else in its place and that was just really weird it's sort of the uh left hand right hand scissors problem you know the world was made for the right-handed scissors so it's way harder to find the left-handed scissors but it's the circumstance we live in that created that problem we made the standard that made it harder for the left-handed person same problem with autistic people and uh so which are neuro uh which are atypical and the neurotypicals which are people who aren't autistic there isn't a dysfunction happening with autism Atypical people are completely normal. They just happen to not be normal by the definition of the word normal, which is average. They are 1% of the population, while the other 99% are neurotypical. So the world is created for the neurotypical, while the atypical just learn in a different way. 
That's it. They just learn a different way, usually operating with less uh, symbolism, operating on a more literal basis, focusing more on sensories of touch, taste, and sound, while we apply more with sight. We apply heavily with sound. We use a lot of symbolism, and the world revolves around those ideas. So somebody who is born atypical is raised in a world where they don't even have the right lessons. So they come up seeming less intelligent, seeming less capable, and we designed the world in such a fashion. Yeah. So in the case it's of this child, yes, they're probably way more capable than we are, realistically. They're probably way more suited to eventually becoming a space, to leading up humans to becoming a, spa a space-faring species. If they are uh, better, uh, if they are more straightforward, uh, communicators relying less on symbolism than metaphor. If they are uh, more inclined with uh, to be uh, in tune with hard sciences like uh, uh, science and technology, engineering and math, uh, maybe that's the next. Maybe that's what uh, human beings are supposed to be evolving into: is to having what we would call uh, neuroatypical brains that are better suited. For solving all these uh, dipshit problems we've been rolling around in uh, for thousands of years. Yeah, well, things considered, it's a high possibility considering that after we've established uh, atypical uh, brain functions as uh, something and normal, and we've uh, increased the education relative to that, as that education keeps growing and getting more complex and people being able to read up and understand, neurotypical people have been finding each other rather than just, hey, I'm just a person who has anger issues or whatever, and I'm going to just meet with a normal person. They've been mating with one another, thus increasing their percentage gradually. In enough time, neurotypical, I mean, uh, atypical with atypical is going to continue to breed atypical people, and they're going to be able to develop an educational system that allows them to learn their way. And once that gap is bridged, it's only a matter of time before our dumb symbolism bullshit that led to this retarded fucking government political system, this uh, PC, everybody's emotions matter because Zed and she's and he's and them and they and all this garbage that's all in the way instead of just clear concise communication about what we want all the symbolism that would fade to the background as the world gets controlled by those way more capable than us who get stuck on the symbolism and can't accomplish crap because of it like the entire structure of politics is essentially that it's what symbolic what symbology do i want to represent the end there's nothing more to it we need a uh, uh yeah we need a a, a program some sort of uh uh, like a dating site for atypical. I bet that's a thing. Uh, atypical neurology. No, that's probably a thing already. Yeah, I swear that's a thing. Look that up. That's probably a thing. But um, so then that brings uh, that goes back to what we were talking about. That essentially, morally speaking, objectively, well, I guess moral objectivity, because we have to look at it in an objective morality. Yes taking these opportunities from somebody is wrong. But if we strip out the morality and look at an objectively honest picture, we crafted the world that makes it wrong. Because if we gave all types of people all types of opportunity and crafted unique opportunities for different types of people, the circumstance itself would dictate that anybody in any circumstance would have a million different possibilities 
probably the same amount of possibilities, just different possibilities that they can like approach. So objectively, baby shaking isn't bad so long as the baby doesn't die. But morally, objectively speaking, it is, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I guess that's the lesson. If you <laughs> want to shake a baby, first call the 1-800 number. Definitely. If you're on there with them for five or ten minutes and you still feel like the answer is shaking the baby, you can just do it a little bit. A little bit, yes. If the baby should live. But here's the problem. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. You still have to then become an activist for creating a million different opportunities. Otherwise, you still did something wrong. That's right. You have, there, uh, no bad deed goes unrewarded. You're going to have to, yeah, you're going to have to become an activist for uh, yeah, special need opportunities. Yeah. And look, that's a choice you make when you think about shaking the baby. You're like, do I want to commit every moment of my life from this moment forward to the activism and uh, for special needs opportunities? Or do I not want to shake this baby? And if the, the need to shake the baby paired with the now your life has to become this activist position overpowers the need to just do whatever you were doing before you shook the baby, then look, it's one shooken baby, but... Who knows the opportunities you're going to make for a bunch of other babies? You see, you're a hero. Yeah, you're a hero. You would have opted to crack one egg to save millions of eggs. That's right. So when we look Maybe. at it consequentially speaking, you're actually doing something right. This one broken egg is going to make an omelet of opportunity for mil for millions for millions for millions think about that this is a legit wow this got real fucked up because we like really through consequentialism you're doing the right thing if you do pair that with activism because yeah one kid suffers but how many kids are going to benefit if now you feel the obligation to dedicate yourself like we should write that into law yeah shake your baby but now you are obligated or you go to jail yeah uh you're you're gonna uh, uh go from being a burden on society to uh to a uh, uh, a boost tell me that's not fascinating like how did we get here this is just rational thinking we can turn something anything bad is good somehow right under any light there's nothing we objectively can, bad i think we've learned we can talk anybody into anything given enough podcasting time yes that's totally true like, I, I wonder how many people on the other side of this are like, wow, man, I should definitely shake baby my baby. Right now? Yeah, yeah, they're picking up their baby like, should I do this? Like, I've, I thought my life was purposeless. My wife is always telling me I'm garbage and to get out, but I got nowhere to go. So I just ignore her and pretend I didn't see her. And, uh, but look, they just offered a path in my life. If I shake my baby, I can go. I don't know why they can't just go be an activist to begin with, but I feel like yeah, now they have the motivation. <laughs> skip the baby shake. It's very tempting, but that's what the 1-800 number is for. Yeah, just go. Look, now you had the feeling of wanting to shake the baby. You know it's a real feeling. Now just go create opportunities for the babies. You can't stop being shaken. You, I mean, if, if you're maybe uh, if you're if you just want to feel the power uh, of uh, what it feels like to shake a baby. You can pick up a real baby and uh, just jiggle them a little bit. Don't shake them. Just jiggle them a little bit. And you can, you get a good sense of it. Or They're like a, a 
like a fat sack of chili. Yeah, um, look, you can you know those um the pedo dolls that they sell in in Japan? Uh I th- I th- uh, those are for people who want like a real baby. No, people who want yeah, I guess people who want to like fuck a, a a child, and so they have like oh, the sex doll. Oh, I didn't know it was for that. Yeah, it's for people who want to fuck like a kid, and then there's like a there's a doll that you could buy so that you can. And I think this should be in the market. I do believe this is an important yes. product, and people freak out. They're like, "Why would you make that? They're sick." It's like exactly. Would you rather them fuck the doll or not be able to fight that urge and go fuck a kid? Sell them the fucking doll, bro. What's the problem? Yeah. It's uh, yeah. It's uh, it's a piece of plastic shaped like something. Yeah. And uh, uh yeah. Um, like I play Call of look, Duty and I'm not, not out there murdering thing. people. You know, it's like not something that you want them to leave the label on the box when they when the UPS guy drops it off. You shouldn't be proud of it. But if you need one of these things. Yeah, you keep it in a... Well, you have to build a coffin for it. <laughs> That's fucked up. You keep it in a coffin, and when nobody's home, you take this thing out, you do... You get it out of your system. They you bring it back out, in so the coffin. Can go to the, so you can go to the fabric store without scaring people. Oh, man. That's great, because that's a double-edged sword, right? Now they got to think about their psychology. Like, they're putting this thing back in the coffin after they're done with it. I wonder what that does to their mind. That's fascinating. Have a place to keep it. But a coffin... I mean, I guess it's already shaped and, like, weighted like a human. So, like, a coffin is the ideal place to put something shaped like a human that yeah, feels like a human inside. that's not moving. Wow. I mean, think about a guitar... A guitar case is a coffin for a guitar. It is. It totally is. It's where you put your guitar to die until it revives later. Yeah. But then, interesting, you see? So, we can get these baby shakers to buy these dolls... So, yeah, look, you got to wait to shake the baby. You got to wait till Amazon, like, delivers it. But then you can grab the baby, shake that baby, and you got it out of your system. I got it. We make a baby that when you shake it, it shoots out. Like, you, you're, you're when you shake a baby, you're at your lowest. You are stressed and you are freaking out. You need two things. You need the baby to stop crying and be happy. And you need stress relief. We make a baby that when you shake it, it's a, like a little robot baby. When you shake it, one, it plays a soothing song for the real baby that's crying. And the other thing it does is the mouth dispenses uh, scotch. Oh, wow. You that's catch genius. the scotch, and then it plays a lullaby. That's it. That's perfect, because you get a little babies. sedated. The baby gets a little sedated with the music. Yeah. Everything is solved. And if you're one of those crooked parents, there's already a little scotch. Just put it on your finger and rub it inside the mouth of the baby the way those sketchy parents do. That's right. No more moral quandary. <laughs> we have, we've got a, a, a shaken robo baby. It's Everybody's perfect. And then you still feel like you shook the baby. So that inclination to go become an activist and create special needs opportunities is still there. Now you have to do that, any of that shit. You don't you think just they drink have to? a little scotch. What? You don't feel you don't you, think they should feel that need? No, you've exercised you've exercised the demon. Everyone now the baby's <laughs> quiet. Fair enough. Too. Fair enough, because nobody out there is if if every parent is given this with their baby at the hospital, there's no more shaken babies to need to make opportunities for. That's what we need Jeff Bezos for. He would be the one to make this too. 
Like he would just hire some other company, pay them however much money, and then run the pedal doll company out of business because that's what he does. You know, he can't just make the baby. He's going to make the baby and be like, I'm going to take over the whole fake human uh, uh, industry and I'm going to squeeze out the people who were stopping the pedos and then I'm going to jack up the price so the pedos got to come by from me, but they can't afford it anymore. So now they're fucking kids again. Ah, good old Bezos. It's a vicious cycle. I don't know if I don't know if you'll have to edit this or not, but uh, I do have to run here in just a moment. Go for it, go for it. Cool. This was a great conversation, then. It uh went into a uh, couple of weird places. Didn't expect that to uh go that way. I definitely enjoyed uh, having you here, though. Very interesting yeah. uh, poking of your brain and seeing where you went. Thanks, I enjoyed it too. Um, uh, let everybody know where they can find you. Yeah, uh, you can find me and my uh, my podcast host Nick and Mel. Um, on the Tennis Podcast, you can find that wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, and then you can follow me on Twitter at Sidekick Host, uh, or you can follow Nick, our show's host, at Nick N I C K underscore M L E M E L, or follow us on Twitter at Tennis Pod One Zero I S H P O D. Perfect, man. It was definitely very fun to have you here. We got to do this again when you have more time sometime in the future. Have you yeah, here definitely. and really uh, pry your brain open. I told you it was going to get weird. There's no predicting where it's going to go. I'm just going to ask questions about what you say and see where, where yeah, we kind of land. Yeah, I'm ready to get weird anytime. I'd love to do it again. Definitely, man. Definitely. I appreciate you being here and enjoy your busy day. All right. Thanks. You too. Take care, man. Yeah, you too. Bye. Well, that was fascinating. That was That, that was went a couple of weird places. Mm-hmm. I told you he agreed that hot dogs were tacos. We did not find that out here. We totally... Look, you couldn't read his mind through that conversation, but I could. Uh-huh. I am psychic even when it comes to audio recordings. What? That's not how it works. How do you, how do you know? Are you psychic? Yes. No, you're not. How many studies are done on psychic powers on audio recordings? Go ahead, tell me. What source Probably material none. exactly? So, so how you can't are you... prove that I'm not one. You're not. Why? Because you'd be able to read my mind. We're talking about the audio, not each other. So your only psychic ability is specifically towards audio. Yes. So then you totally heard him say... No. Hot dogs or tacos. He said he hates that idea. He's taco racist. He's taco racist? He doesn't like tacos. It's like uh, not wanting the... Anyways, point being. Look, it's like... I was going to say he's he's like coffee haters. It's like coffee haters. He only likes black coffee or whatever. He doesn't like white coffee or vice versa. He might be. Who knows? <laughs> I'm a coffee racist. I'm all about that black coffee. Yes. Screw that. Isn't milk is nasty? Milk is not nasty. Milk is so nasty. Especially in tea. I like milk and tea. Is that weird? I don't know. I like milk and tea, but I I like almond. I don't like cow milk. Mm. Cow milk is a weird, like, thick. But what's worse with what's worse than cow milk is soy milk. Yeah, soy milk is. I don't know horrible i know people who like it i don't know how they do it i don't know how they do it either it's crazy it's i mean there's everything's for someone right yeah but if our listeners here hearing about this taco 
what was the other thing? Taco hot dog thing. Please. No, okay. Here, here are the rules I'm establishing. If you have three of six sides covered, taco. If you are one single side with things on top of it, pizza. If you are two slices not connected with things in between, sandwich. No exceptions to these rules. And if you're covered from all sides, your burrito. What about pies? A pie is a burrito. <laughs> and then when you cut the pie piece out, does it stop being a burrito? Now you're a wrap. Why would it be a wrap? Because a wrap is something wrapped up, but it's but not, not wrapped fully up. covered. Um, it's no. all but one side is open. Wouldn't it be a taco or a hot dog or whatever? Well, it depends how you cut the pie. Because I'm imagining like a piece like a of the pizza top slice and the back and the you know like a cake. Yeah. Okay. If you cut it like a cake, <laughs> then you're looking at a taco. So depending on how you cut it, it yes. becomes something else. Depending on how much bread is covering the food in the middle, mm -hmm. you know whether it's a taco, a pizza, burrito. Uh, what was the other thing? Was there more? Taco, pizza, burrito. Sandwich? A sandwich, yeah. Perfect. Perfect. There's only <laughs> four options anyways. No. But uh, an interesting point came up in this episode where we were talking to Brandon. Well, I was, ta where I was talking to Brandon. And it was, uh, which we had a conversation like this before. We had an episode, we had an episode literally dedicated to the concept of evil. You but, and I. Yeah. We, oh, you and I okay. had an episode dedicated to the concept mm -hmm. of evil, which we, we definitely dove into discussing, like, where do we even decide where, like, what bad is? Although we didn't deep dive into that very portion of it because we were trying to prove whether evil is even present and yeah. how we decided this. One thing that kept coming up is there's no, it's, it's hard for us to even establish bad to then say evil. And that came up in this conversation, with it, which I find completely fascinating. Because it's hard. It's it's just your feelings. It's just the morals that you told you were told you must have. Exactly. And that's where the problem comes in with baby shaking. <laughs> and it's like, we know intuitively as people, like, it's bad. And you shake the baby, the baby could die. You shake the baby, you drop its IQ, you give it brain damage, whatever the fuck happens. It's objectively an ethical problem and morally wrong at this moment but in the past it wasn't when they didn't know it did damage it was perfectly fine exactly and that brings up a problem where that's because even if objectively it's only objectively wrong morally speaking yes it's objective morality mm. without mm -hmm. the morality part it's Kind of not. It doesn't stand anywhere. It's it stand just anywhere. something you could do. We made up bad. Oh, well, taking life is bad. No, well, we made that part up too. Oh, causing brain... No, no, no. We made that part up too. As people, we decided we don't like it done, therefore it's bad. But like, minus our input, is it bad though? Minus our input? Then yeah. I can't tell. It's like... A parent shouldn't kill their child. But in nature, random animals do it. Yes. In extreme situations. Doesn't even have to be that extreme. It could just be like, this is an uncomfortable circumstance right now. 
Mm. I'm going to eat one of my babies to make it a little more comfortable. Ow. Yeah. And it's like, that's just normal. But we added our values to shit. Mm-hmm. And we're like, it's bad. It's bad to kill a baby. It's bad. It is bad. It's bad to kill a baby. It's a problem. But I'm sure that's not a problem anymore. Hopefully. I don't know. Baby killing? Yeah. Like, maybe every parent now gets that video he got. So everyone knows. Look, our solution mm-hmm. to baby killing makes perfect sense. I mean, to baby shaking. Our solution to baby shaking makes perfect sense. And I do believe the doll thing needs to exist. Like, I don't like that people are against the doll. It's like, these are people with sick fucking urges, bro. You either accept that this was just a thing people did 30 years ago and shut the fuck up if you don't want the doll sold, or you accept that people come from backgrounds where that shit was just normal, but laws changed around them and they can't keep doing that. We all agree that's bad. Let them have the doll to get that shit out of their system. Give people a baby to shake that's not real (laughs) and sedates them and the baby both in one shot. Yes, I guess. It makes sense. Like, Uh it's, I mean, not maybe not the shake a baby thing, but who the fuck says? Like, that could still work. Yes, a doll for any problem. You want to murder someone? Here's a doll for that. Why do we, (laughs) then you don't need to kill anyone. Yeah. If you have the urge. You have this doll that some for some reason gives you a real visual of what it's like to kill someone. <laughs> like maybe the doll bleeds and stuff. Uh, how detailed does the doll have to be of its reactions and stuff? I don't like know. maybe it's a robot doll. I don't know. This is actually <laughs> uh, something I've thought about relative to the doll for the uh, pedos, the pedo doll, mm-hmm. which is like based on the age that this doll is supposed to be. Do you give it a menstrual cycle? I don't think so. That sounds awful. Why would you do that? I don't know. Or not literally a menstrual cycle, but like, okay, is it like a virgin fantasy? So you fuck the doll and as the doll's hymen breaks, blood happens? Is that... (laughs) Is that part of it? The illusion all-inclusive... It's fucking weird, right? When you think about the, the... Like, how far is the realism? I don't know. And, like, regardless of how far it is, it's still a doll. Mm -hmm. Well, I would say satisfy it to the most specific detail you possibly can. You sure? You sure not just anything would help? (laughs) Yeah, I say satisfy it to the most detail you possibly can because you don't... You want to tame the problem. You can't be sitting back and be like, man, this is fucked up. Well, it's fucked up if he goes and does it to a person. Definitely. So I say try to quench the thirst yeah. to the greatest detail. So he's like, I'm good. I mm-hmm. got what I needed from this. I'll never think of this again. Well, probably not. But Well, no, that's where the coffin comes in. <laughs> the coffin. Look, it's crazy. <laughs> it's so fucked up. But when you think about it, it makes sense. It is like a human bodied thing that weighs like a human and looks like, where are you going to put that? You can't just stand that in a corner. You buy a specific closet for it that you lock up. Just, it's a coffin. Put the, I mean, it's a coffin, essentially, isn't it? But it's standing up, so it's not suspicious looking. I think I a guess. coffin looks suspicious if you someone walks in and sees a coffin. They're kind of worried. It doesn't matter what's in the coffin. Just You're like... thinking like vampire-shaped <laughs> coffin. <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> it could just be a wooden box. 
Okay. That's a coffin. <laughs> okay. If it just looks like a box, I guess no one would be suspicious or anything. See, it look like this, a- this brings us to the problem of the pizza and the hot dog. Because isn't a box just a coffin for whatever you're putting in it? it they open up differently? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so a jewelry box is a coffin, right? It opens like a coffin. Coffins? Don't you remove the lid? They open sideways, doesn't it? Oh, usually I'm not they actually sure. Yeah, Maybe when they usually ways. they put like the pictures and stuff. I guess a coffin is just a box where you put it's crap into. It's just a it. box. Yeah, <laughs> that's it's all a, a coffin very is. expensive and fancy box. I mean, it doesn't have to be expensive doesn't and fancy. To, yeah, but that's just something we do. <laughs> that's just something we do. Yep. It's weird, though. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's fucked up, but it's we need we need these pedo dolls to go out in mass to all the pedos. Give them all kinds of different pedo kids. Just, whatever. Just make all the dolls. Just and, all the Barbies. Yeah, just don't think about it. You don't have to enjoy it. You don't have to understand it. Just, just let them have it. And we look the other way and try not to think about it. We just don't think about it. We just don't think about it. We got to make these, ship them, and then try not to think about it. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, how much other shit is worse that we don't bother with? Like, how many women got kidnapped and are being sold today, right now, somewhere? They're being There's raped or kept lot, in a hole. Yeah. Like, we have the chance to stop something. There's no way to stopping that one, is there? I don't think so. With the woman being kidnapped? <laughs> yes. We got to track all the women all the time. You're not allowed anywhere exactly. without. Exactly. Like, <laughs> There's no solution there. There's going to be a woman kidnapped. It's... It happens. Women and children kidnapped all the time. Exactly. This problem, those problems. How do we solve those problems? Stop the white man. (laughs) What? Isn't that like the whole problem? He's the one kidnapping all of them? Yeah. The white, what was Epstein white or what? I have no idea. He kidnapped how many people? (laughs) Hmm. And they all went to that island. You think, um, you think, um, what the fuck was his name? The the fucking guy from the show, Will Cosby. You think he ever went to that island? Yeah, why not? How old was Epstein? <laughs> what does his age have to do with Bill Cosby? Well, it depends how old Bill Cosby was at any given time that he was raping a bunch of people. Like, did he go and pay for extra rape? Why not? Was the <laughs> island around at that time is my point. Oh, is Bill Cosby dead? Bill Cosby's dead? No, he's not dead, right? I doubt he's dead. I think he's going to outlive all of us until he's like the prisons rot away and then he can go molest more people. 66. And how old? Uh, when did Jeff, When did his island come to be? When was Epstein Island made? 1998. It is very likely that Bill Cosby was not in on it. Why? You think Bill Cosby went to that island immediately after its creation? He bought the Why island not? at that time. That means he still had to do a bunch of shit to activate that island. Okay, but when it was done, why could he? Could be. Fair enough. Like, even if he's super old, what stops him from doing anything? He's got money to travel. He's not that old. He still moves. Those girls are in the same cages that Trump built later, right? Oh, my God. Damn, not Trump didn't build those cages. But that's crazy. Trump was over there. Trump was over there. That's fucked, isn't it? Who knows who wasn't over there? We the weren't over there. The prince was over there. <laughs> the prince. That's hardcore. The queen was probably... Okay, let's not say that. But <laughs> That's a harsh one. I don't know if the queen was over there. Maybe. 
we don't know <laughs> that's it the the higher up we go the more secretive it gets like we know more about the pope and the vatican than we do about the royal family the pope was probably there yeah well <laughs> so uh who knows this crazy island crazy island for sure what if it's still running I mean, like, could we prove it's not, no, you know, like... No, just say it's shut down. And then we just believe it. Yeah. That's it. That's all it is. That's mm. all it is. In reality, it's probably up and running again. It was just shut down briefly while people it's went and looked at it. It's something new. They moved the island, probably. They, they built a different island. fucking island. Mm. It's like, it's shut down. It's like when they found the kids in cages and they really, like, reporters started recording them and shit. And then the whole place got shut down, allegedly. But a couple of weeks later, they found that that same place just moved somewhere else. Yeah. And it's probably the same shit. Uh, yep. They just moved the whole service of the island. Now they're raping the little girl somewhere else. Where no one would care. This is America. And somehow all of this ties back to the fact that baby shaking is wrong. Morally speaking, yeah, to some degree. Anyways, I hope you guys <laughs> enjoyed this very problematic episode of just conversation. And that conversation I had with uh, Brandon was a uh, tip-top trouble. Yes. <laughs> if uh, ever an episode had uh, dark in it, it was this episode. But it, it brought up some interesting points that are completely truthful. We're over here uh, labeling things as good or bad. We don't really know. We don't know crap. We're humans. We don't know shit about anything. We just pretend we know. Anyways, if you want to find Brandon at his places like you heard before, you can find him at Tennis Podcast anywhere and everywhere you get your podcast. You can find Brendan's Twitter at Sidekick Host. And you can find Nick, the host's Twitter, at Nick underscore E-M-E-L. And uh, you can find them on Instagram at Tennis Pod. And uh, their website, TennisPod.com. As for us, you can find us on the official website, GreatThoughts.info, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere you get your podcasts. And you can reach us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at JustConvoPod. Yes, and remember to subscribe and rate. Leave us stars of all sorts, of all types. but. If you want to review us, feel free to do that, and we will enjoy it very much. We will eat your review. And let someone who might like this show know about it. Yes. Tell them. Talk. Share. Be like, dude, podcast, listen, stuff. And they'll be like, yeah, cool, I'm in. And hot dogs and tacos, oh my. Yes, hot dogs, tacos, and baby shaking. Wow, is that the name of this episode? I don't know. (laughs) Whoa. We'll find out. Whoa, it's hot dogs, tacos, and baby shaking, isn't it? Anyways, you should definitely tell people about the show. And the hot dogs and the tacos and the baby shaking. Yes. (laughs) Yep. That's what our show's about. It is. This has been the Just Conversation Podcast. Take nothing personal, and thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Even if they revealed 
something they probably shouldn't have. Maybe why he's still there is the bigger secret, or like that's gonna be even more shocking. To like us. why he re- he faked his death. Yes, or that we're gonna learn that he knows how to time travel or something. Oh my god, maybe and they're that's opening why the doors. That is that's gonna be hidden, and we'll find out in the movie, and that's yeah, gonna yeah. be like, whoa, who cares that he came back? But this, this yeah, yeah, crazy. maybe they're <laughs> opening the doors. Like he got, maybe it is part of the MCU, and he got saved by like Doctor Strange or some yes. shit. And they can't reveal that, but they can reveal he's there. They just can't say how. You know what's gonna happen? <laughs> that movie's gonna end. Credits are gonna roll. Then after the credits, we're gonna see Han chilling, and uh, fucking what the Patchy? What's his name? Patchy. Nick Fury oh, yeah. is gonna walk in, and he's gonna be like, "Did you tell you got them a job yet?" For you? No, oh, no, no, he's already recruited. He was here oh. to recruit the homies. They're gonna be like, "Have you told them yet?" They're like, "No, they're gonna be here soon." Dun, dun, and then dun. it just cuts to black. Oh, snap. Yep. So then there's not even going to be a ninth movie because they're already invited to the Avengers, yes. whatever. That's... Well, they're still going to have their own movies, yeah, but, but they're going to show up for the yeah. collective. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's building up. The Amazing. Fast Nine in the MCU. <laughs> Is there nine people? I don't, <laughs> I don't fucking know. know. The Fast Nine. It sounds like... Is that what it's called? It... It's just Fast Nine with no the... It's F9. I don't know. I don't. It's who F9? the fuck cares? Who cares? Formula yeah. Nine. I know. It's, I don't. It's, it's all the same. Yeah. Anyway. Good morning. 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 Good morning.